Hey there, everyone. We are live. It is August 30th. It is Denise Salcedo. It is Righteous Reg. And we are here to talk about AEW Dynamite in what feels like a crazy week, Reg. We're coming out of their biggest show ever, All In. And then we're heading into All Out, which is just a couple days from now. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, Denise, this pretty full gear them going into it no pun intended it's not full gear it's actually all out but yeah they're going right from they didn't even really have time to take in that huge event that we just had that you were guys at it that all these great moments happen they're just like here's these couple of package videos of this great moment we had the biggest show of all time a couple of people made reference to it but for the most part it was like we got this show on sunday you guys here are all the matches for it that's the thing like that when you're going into the show i'm looking and i'm thinking, okay, well, what do they have to do on today's show? They got to announce a bunch of matches for AW All Out, right? right? And they did. We certainly got a lot more matches. I feel like this is the first time I've even seen the graphics for the show. We mm -hmm. finally got some match graphics. I mean, it's just been a whole lot. And you kind of mentioned, uh, you know, just overall coming from AEW uh, all in to all out, it does mm -hmm. feel like this very quick turnaround. So I want to start off with asking you, based off what we saw today on Dynamite, do you feel pumped and ready for all that? <laughs> like, do you, Reg, are you ready for this show? Where, where's your level of excitement? I thought you said, do I feel punked? And I was oh. like... <laughs> kind of maybe i don't know <laughs> depending on how you look at it <sighs> denise as we know the world of professional wrestling is very crazy a lot's going on a lot has been going on specifically with AEW. uh not just like the stuff that we know with like cm punk and jack perry but like wrestlers are sick there's uh wrestlers are injured um travel is there's all kinds of crazy stuff that kind of go into putting together these shows and what is being presented in this all out is very different than what I expected to be in this all out. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't really processed it. Just got finished watching the show and I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing with these matches, but I don't know. Like the world champion is in a ring of honor tag team match, tag team title match. Denise. <laughs> Wait, it's like everything has completely flipped upside down. Right. I'm so confused. And we knew this was happening, though. We saw it coming. Who Like, we all saw this coming. Everybody here knew that we were literally going to come off that all the attention was all in, which is great because, you know, the attention should have been on all in. But right. it worries me. I'll be honest with you, Reg, especially because we know that next year they announced again that we're going to be having all in at Wembley. Right and mm -hmm. again, they're still going to do all out just like they did right now. So I'm kind of starting to feel feel um like all out doesn't feel as big as it normally does especially when like it's not just that we just got forbidden door you know we just got these other big giant shows that are kind of also connected to it when it was just the four or five six pay-per-views or big AEW shows all out felt like a big deal felt like their flagship show or whatever their their big show but now it just feels like the show that's happening on sunday Exactly. All right. So let's get to it. Let's talk about dynamite. What actually went down? We're going to kick it off with our first super chat of the day. And this is from eloquent. Thank you so much to eloquent for getting us going. Who says why Roddy screaming at him? Like he yelling Stella. His voice just coming out of nowhere and you don't see him. I'm like, Adam. what is wrong with Roderick strong? No one has helped him yet. Adam. 
Adam, Adam. You know what he reminded me of? And now I'm not a Star Wars fan. So excuse right. me if I mess me up neither. on my Star Wars. Oh, damn, you're not. I was hoping no. you had my back on nope. this one. Mm -mm. I okay. cannot help you, lady. All right. So Star Wars fans, if you're here, I need your, uh, your, your, you know, your info. I, I need, I need your to help me out here oh. with this one because I forget which Star Wars movie it was, but there was one of the characters and I forget his name. And, but there was the point he was in love with Ray and there was a scene where he was Ray. like, Ray, is that her name? Right. Ray. <laughs> What? the only thing i remember from that one star wars movie that i watched and he was yelling ray ray and i'm like dude ray anybody like you okay Who's finn? finn you. balor it's finn finn oh. is the character <laughs> everybody's finn the like character yo finn, finn yeah we got okay you. so there was a scene <laughs> in one of those where i guess finn was just mm -hmm. oh someone says it was force awakens thank you very much right, i knew people here would be you. able to help me out Okay, so Finn was yelling, Ray, Ray. Mm -hmm. Y'all are dope. Look at y'all are right in there. Y'all know exactly what she's talking about. I was not clued in at all. We were going to just keep rolling with it. I wasn't going to know anything that was happening. Anyway, so this is literally what that reminded me of. Let's kick it off with this, man. Let's talk about Adam Cole, MJF, because they were yeah. literally the biggest thing, uh, a part of All In. They obviously won the Ring of Honor World titles like we uh, predicted, and then main evented it. Of course, MJF gets the win after this very, very sports entertainment finish. Very right. sports entertainment. Right. You can take that however you want to take right. that. Right. So, <laughs> we we could some shenanigans, Denise. There were some shenanigans. It felt like the and I'm not gonna say that. Let's just move on. Let's Look, I'm gonna be on. honest. When they did the whole thing where they both had their arm on top of the other and they kind of wanted to end it there as a draw, like we all knew like there ain't no way this was gonna end in a draw. But mm -hmm. when that happened, I felt this collective energy of eighty one thousand people in the building going. Ah, yeah, <laughs> no, when that that false fit or whatever you want to call that little moment happened, I was like, I can't that this can't be it. Like, that was a pretty good way to kind of draw them back in, because after that, imagine if they would have just been like, all right, you guys have a nice day after that show, after that little moment. I would have booed. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I would have been like, boo. not just you, a whole bunch, all 81,000 of y'all would have been booing. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, I am too. So anyways, we uh, let's get into the Adam Cole stuff, MJF stuff. So MJF is on vacation. He's in Paris. He's off eating baguettes and like he says, banging rats. So that's what yep. he's going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And um, Adam Cole is there. And so not only do they announce that there's going to be a grand slam world yep. title eliminator tournament that's going to mm -hmm. be beginning next week and whoever wins that tournament will end up challenging mjf for the world championship by the way uh, right. so that's going to be happening at the dynamite for grand slam but also they announced that on rampage they're going to have a battle royal and whoever wins that is going on to face adam cole and mjf at all out and I feel bad because when they made the announcement, Reg, I just saw two things. Rampage, Battle Royal, <laughs> and I completely stopped listening. Reg, I cannot tell you for the life of me. I didn't even screenshot it. You know I screenshot all the matches. You, yeah, I didn't yeah, screenshot yeah. it. I didn't even look at who was in it. And I'm thinking... Five minutes later, when they announced the actual match for the all-out card, I'm like, 
Wait, what? what? The winner yeah. of the Battle Royals gonna yeah. face MJF and Adam Cole at mm-hmm. all out at all out. What the hell? So yeah. that was another thing that was announced. Uh before we get into the Adam Cole Roderick Strong stuff, uh, what did you think of the announcements that were made here with these matches? Uh, 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 I don't know, Denise, because I've talked on this pod with you about these Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships and how I didn't want them to get lost in the shuffle of this uh, feud between Adam Cole and MJF and whatever they were doing and whatever they are now doing. Now I'm conflicted because it's like, okay, that's not the case. They're going to defend these championships on All Out, big pay-per-view, big show, Chicago, a lot going on. But, huge butt. Shout out to huge butts. There's the (laughs) AEW world champion. Okay, Denise, you know, they say, you know, apparently the match here at All Out was going to be CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. That's a, a rumor that was in the air. So I would think if I'm going to pivot from not having the real world champion CM Punk, the big draw of Chicago there, wouldn't you have a world title match as the main event of this big show? Well, listen, if it were me, I think I would have already had a couple of more, a little bit more exciting matches announced for the show. For sure. For sure. I'll be real. I'll be real. Yeah, okay, okay. Look, shit happens, right? Cards <laughs> yeah. subject to change. All right. We all know this. As pro wrestling fans, it is embedded into our DNA. It's right. wrestling 101, cards subject right. to change. Mm-hmm. And from the looks of it, we're not looking like we're going to have CM Punk on the card right now. At yeah. least as of right now, Wednesday, August 30th, it's not looking like he's on the card. Uh I wouldn't bet on it. I yeah, probably because yeah. and it sucks because I've come up here a million times on my collision post show and I've literally talked about how the work that Ricky Starks and CM Punk have been doing on collision has literally been top tier stuff, stuff that really I've good. really enjoyed. And so it does suck if we don't get this actual payoff. However, For Ricky Starks, really, you know? However, I will say this I'm gonna give AEW the benefit of the doubt here, and I'm gonna tell you why, Reg. Because they are coming off of their biggest pay-per-view of all time. Right now, if I'm Tony Khan, and clearly he is, like, he's riding high, man. Like, you're feeling, like, that big, that big energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, and he's clearly known, he has this show. So, I'm just going to go out in a limb and say that I'm still expecting some cool stuff to possibly be announced. Or maybe some surprises. I don't know. We still got a couple more days. But... Dude, you got it's all out. Like this is literally their biggest pay-per-view of the year. They got to have some really great stuff on there. And right now what I'm seeing on social media, the feedback that I'm seeing, Reg, the feedback that I'm seeing is, "Ah, this looks okay, but there's mm-hmm. no really like there's not a match that I think a lot of people are in agreement that it feels like a big big massive match, right? And you know the super funniest thing about this Denise is going into all in we were kind of being like, okay, they're having these multi-man matches. They're having all these different kind of matches because they're going to have this all-out show the next week where we're going to get the big payoff matches and or whatever, you know, big matches that we were going to get. And we haven't really been getting what we thought we were going to get is where I'm, I'm like, well, we were kind of all pitching ourselves to all-out being the big show, but it's not really looking like it. You know how it is, Denise. We always talk about this before every AEW show. We get all worried and worked up. And they get to the show <laughs> and they execute. So maybe we give them the benefit of the doubt. But the card, as is just looking at the card and I want to buy a ticket and I want to go to Chicago. I don't know if I'm like, 
I have to be in Chicago so far for this show. I'm going to be in Chicago too. Shout out to Chicago. Yeah, I was going to say, but also that's what I was thinking about right now. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be in Chicago. All right. And a lot of people know this, uh, how I make my money back is on those scrums. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. how I make my money back. So I'm looking mm. at the card and I'm going, Oh dear, what's this going <laughs> to look like? Am I going to make my money back for this? Oh dear. <laughs> We got, I got bills, man. I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah. it's true, though. And think about it. Like, obviously, you know, you got a lot of real big things happening in Chicago, Reg. But if those things were happening and you were just going for the show, think uh, about that. Yeah, no, I'd be like, yo, what's going on here, you guys? Like, why did, you know, why did you shift all your focus to all in and just forget about us all over here and all out? But I understand. And since we're talking about it, if you're going to be in Chicago this weekend at StarCast, big event happening, the boys of Grapsity, Righteous Reg, Philip Lindsay, and Will Washington, we're going to be having a, a live Grapsity on StarCast. If you're going to be there live, you can get tickets to go to the show. Or if you're not going to be there live and you're just kicking that home, you can watch it on Premier Streaming Network. Denise is going to be on stage. Don't let her tell you any different. Um, it's going to be dope. I'm excited. Oh, man, it's going to be a good freaking time. All right. So uh, let's continue on with the conversation surrounding all of this. So let's get into Adam Cole, Roderick Strong. Now, for yeah. everybody who's coming to the show, you guys know how I feel about Roderick Strong. Uh, his character has creeped <laughs> under my skin. We I want to peel my skin off every single time Roderick Strong comes out here and is whining and is complaining. With that being said, today was the first week, Reg. Today was the first week where... I take back what I've been Whoa. feeling about Roger Strong. I Hold take on a it back. Okay. I take it back. I'm a fan. What? I'm a fan. Denise, I loved what? what we got here today. Really? You liked what happened here with Roddy and the Kingdom going in on Adam Cole? You liked it? Yes. Believe it or not, I actually okay. gave a damn. I actually gave two cents today about the Kingdom. This That's was awesome. the first time that I personally feel like they've actually made it somewhat worth it. So this is what went down. Yeah. Adam Cole's out there. He's kind of recapping the events that happened all at All In. He mentions that MJF's neck is back. Bad, excuse me. And <laughs> Roderick Strong comes My out bad. and he goes. My bad. <laughs> he's like, let me get this straight, Adam. <laughs> Do you care more about the fact that Max's neck is bad? For some reason, he has glasses like a nerd pushing him up i don't know why he's giving him this nerdy ass voice <laughs> tell me his voice didn't sound nerdy no, you're today. Right. Yeah, it no, sounded no, no, different right. and he's yeah. basically saying like oh you care more about his neck than my neck is my neck health not important to you and <laughs> this was so the neck ridiculous it was mm -hmm. so dumb that I couldn't help but to like this. And then Mike Bennett comes in there and he's talking about how uh, he, you know, Adam Cole was at his wedding. And then Taven's yep. telling him how, uh, you know, he's just a leech leeching off of MJF. And then Adam Cole drops the bomb and says that Rod that MJF is his best friend. And so yep. Roger Strong enters himself in this tournament that we were talking about earlier. Uh, what'd you make of this, Reg? Uh, strong stuff from, I think everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, I thought Roderick strong, like strong stuff from Roderick strong. Shout out to me. Uh, I thought that, uh, he finally kind of hit home why he's been crying so much. Like, 
why are you always out here? Why are you just yelling at him? Like, explain us the reason why you're so upset. And so I thought Mike Bennett really drove it home. It's not really a surprise. Mike Bennett's a really great promo. I'm glad that the kingdom is getting this opportunity to kind of be out here. And him kind of being like, look, we're kind of the reason why you're out here, bro. And then when you got to the big show, you abandoned us. And look at you over here calling us these guys or just like acting like we weren't in those trenches with you. So what's up with it? And then Adam Cole being like, look, y'all are herbs, man. I'm out here with the world champion. We get money. We the ROH world championships. Hop on out of the ring. Strong work, for, I think, from everybody. And if this is Roderick Strong's been wearing that neck brace for 500 years. Like, what's going to go on here? Is this going to lead to a match with him and Adam Cole? I think, which we haven't really talked about a lot, going to be amazing. It's got to be, right? Like, this is exactly what it's going to lead to, where, a fit of you know, the, the obsession his, with his friendship of Adam Cole has driven him to madness. It's driven him to jealousy. And so now yeah. he's, uh, you, you, you hate what you can't have, right? Yes, exactly. He's really just acting like a jealous friend, as we said many times on here. Acting like a big hater. He's like, look, you guys main evented this big, the biggest show of all time. I had no parts of it. I had to run out here and yell at you guys from the apron, and I got nothing. We're supposed to be friends, Adam Cole. We've been friends for a long time, and look at what you're doing to me. He hasn't stopped crying. Denise, when is he going to stop crying, though? I don't know. Do you remember when Jinder Mahal this one time was, like, on the Tron going, Randy, Randy. (laughs) You just keep remembering all the times when people keep will yell the names randomly back back to back. This mm-hmm. is the new one. Adam, Adam. Sick man, sick, a sick man. I hope that Roderick Strong get what he needs because he has been very stressed. I hope his wife rubs his back and rubs him to sleep because he just, he needs it. He needs man. it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was going to make a joke, but I didn't no, even no, get no, into that joke. I was about to say, my on. man's out there crying because he wants to be best friends with another man. I'd be like, peace, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> man up, please. You have a family, dude. Why are you so focused on him? A wife and a kid at home. But all of your stuff has been in that. Of course, you know, friends, you have friends like that, right, Denise, that you would go to war for and pick your husband over. <laughs> about it i'm like no 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 Pick <laughs> over your husband though. is what i was trying to say yeah, yeah. adam cole adam cole must be a great freaking friend he must I be mean, like a magical friend he's got <laughs> he's got something magical down there because everyone is obsessed with him remember uh kyle o'reilly kyle o'reilly was like i love this man so much i want to kill him like you know what i mean like the love was so real that they were fighting to the death like i don't know what it is about adam cole he got something it's those baby blue eyes. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The baby blues. Mm-hmm. All right. We got What's some that? more super chats in here. Uh, this one is from Yes Boy, who says, shout out to Roddy for flying to the UK in a neck brace. <laughs> He's so brave. Very brave. Very we brave. all care about his uh, neck health from, from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes Boy sends in a super chat saying, have you guys ever had a friend that was mad that you were friends with somebody else? Um, I've had clingy friends. But I don't think I've had a friend. Here's the thing. Okay, this is the kind of friend that I am, Reg. Mm-hmm. All right, Reg, if you have beef with someone, okay, or someone has beef with you and you're my friend, that automatically makes me not that person's friend. Yeah, because we all beefing. A friend to all is a friend to none. Exactly. Yes. No, exactly. That's where I land, too. I've never had a friend that's like, you can't be friends with them. I hate that, blah, blah, blah. But... 
yes, if it's friend, if we if we don't like those persons, we don't like them all together. Exactly. All right. <laughs> and we got a couple more. Uh, we got so many super chats here, but I'm trying to pull out the first ones that pertain to the subject. So this one is from Sheldon Jackson, sends in a very generous super chat saying, I'm hoping that somehow the kingdom sneaks their way into the Rampage match win, and then it's the Kingdom versus MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Also, TK, what happened to not having the Ring of Honor title defenses on AEW TV? Shaking my damn I'm head. scratching my head because I was like, they're not, like, I saw that graphic a bunch of times. Are they not in the match? They totally, like, if they're not in the match, what's going on here? They're not in the match. Wait, so are they even in the Battle Royal? What? Why isn't this whole thing to get that match? I thought the point of that battle royal was to get the kingdom the win to get this match at the pay per view. This would have been much better had I actually paid attention to that graphic. Oh, but I looked at the graphic like 20 times and I, you know, my brain was just like, Yeah, the kingdom's in here. I don't have to even look for them. All right. Well, someone in the chat, I'm pretty what? sure, will let us know if they are in that uh, battle royal or not. Because again, battle royal rampage yeah, yeah i went yeah. blind i was like i don't see anything i was <laughs> I like blind. sandra bullock in freaking i was in bird box <laughs> oh man uh, sheldon thank you so much for the super chat by oh wait i do have one question for you on this one reg because you yeah. cover ring of honor on a weekly basis mm -hmm. do you like the idea of having the uh the ring of honor world tv championship be defended or just any ring of honor title be defended on an aw pay-per-view I do as a Ring of Honor fan, but I understand the AEW fans that are like, what is this? Why is there so much Ring of Honor? I remember when they were building, when Chris Jericho was the Ring of Honor world champion, people were just like, why? What, why do they keep talking about Ring of Honor? And that's the part where I'm like, and I've seen a couple of people be like, this is a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And people looked at that negatively. And I don't want that to happen. That's the only reason why I'm like, nah, but I'm like, also... The Ring of Honor fan in me is like Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor are going to wrestle for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Let's go for it. So it's it's hard. And by the way, uh, a couple of people here are saying that they didn't actually see them on the graphic. Okay, Wildebeest says the Kingdom what? are not on the graphic, but I expect them to enter the Battle Royal as a Joker or the Wild Card and win. I mean, yeah. that would definitely make the most sense for sure. But yeah, people are saying they are not on the graphic at all. Right. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure at some point we're going to have to get to that because that would make like, here's the thing. Another topic that people have been talking about just like in general on Twitter is about how some of these matches like we don't even have storylines. And that was a big criticism in all for all in where people right. are like, oh, we're just throwing these matches together with mm -hmm. this one. It would at least make sense to have the kingdom. Why? Because we've at least gotten a couple of weeks of these storytelling um, exactly. for that. We have another super chat from Crazy101 who says, with the tournament leading to a match with MJF, imagine Roderick versus MJF for the world title, and Adam is the special guest referee. Uh, it would be lit. See, y'all are booking over here. Y'all got y'all bookers hat on. I like that. That could be a match that definitely happens. I could see that happen. Okay, I'll take your word for it. At first, mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I'm, you know, I'll be real with you. I've never been too into the special guest referee stuff because we all pretty much know what shenanigans we're going to get from that. Yeah. And so it turns out to be a little bit predictable. But when you were kind of mentioning that this, you thought this would be a good idea, I started thinking about how, yes, MJF is his best friend, but there's still got to be this little soft spot between MJF for, I mean, sorry, Adam Cole for Roderick Strong. Exactly. And usually kind of I feel the same way. It's like guest referee shows, but 
MJF specifically as the special guest referee, I think is the driving point of this and just how he would work the match and ham it up. And he likes angles like that. Yeah. We got another one here from Papa Bangles. Thank you so much to Papa Bangles. who says, you know, if this was real life, Roddy would need to have a restraining order against him. <laughs> Seriously. No, it would have been, been done. He would have been like, this guy won't stop bothering me. He keeps coming to my job to yell at me. He keeps texting me. He keeps talking about me on video every time he talks. Like, let's do something about this. Oh, man, you guys are making points here. All right, so let's go ahead and continue on from here. Uh, let's get some more Super Chats in here because there's kind of a bit that I want to go over. Um, this one here is from Grapple Geekery who says, love seeing you and the Wrestle Talk guys meeting up. And Grapple Geekery is also a member of the DWO. Uh, in case you guys haven't seen, there is a brand new video for members only, and that is the AEW All In London vlog. It is uh, yes. 13 minutes, Reg, and it includes oh, yeah. me. Me meeting Luke Owen for the first time, hanging out with the Wrestle Talk guys, uh, some silly footage of Sean and I in the press box, and just little behind the scenes moments and stuff like that. The light story, the yes. light story, the whole thing is in there. The whole yes. thing. And you jam into Machine Head. Yes, but did you guys hear that on the broadcast? Like, yeah, no, it, times? it got over the, the same way you were tweeting about it. That's exactly how it played on the broadcast, too. At the end of it, I was like, yo, they really must have. I don't know how much Tony Khan paid for this song, but he's getting all the use out of it. He can. He's draining every single penny out of this song. Dude, I'm thinking, like, how popular is this song here? Like, this song is old, man. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this plays on the, the old school rock station I listen to all the time, but it's not like a new popping-ass song. But they were in the UK. They'd be doing it different out there, Denise. I don't know. That's true. But it does have that, like, the... -na 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 -na. So it gets mm. you, like, really pumped, and I think maybe that's probably the it energy. Worked. It did work. It yeah. did work. This maybe not 150 times. Right, Exactly. Roberto Arsenal sends in a super chat saying, Tony Storm won me over tonight. Roger Strong is slowly winning Denise over. I Crazy. knew it would happen. I didn't think it would ever happen, honestly. I didn't think so either because he had go away heat for me. Right, right. Anytime people get to that point, if a wrestler gets to that point, it's hard to come back. You know what I mean? Like Baron Corbin is never, ever going to enter that space for me, no matter what he ever does. He could have a, the greatest match of all time with Kenny Omega. And I'd be like, man, Kenny Omega was out there by himself going off. I'm telling you. All right. What if Baron Corbin showed up to your door and was like, Reg, I really like you. Here's 1 million bucks. But okay, then he goes then on TV and he has the exact same character that gets on your nerves. The best rest I've ever seen in the history of the world. I'll be like, this guy is amazing in the ring. I don't care about Dave Meltzer. Put him at the main event of WrestleMania. He's great. This is what's up. That's a different story, Denise. All right. You see, Damn, see you, can, can you can buy my love. Money can't buy happiness. Lies. Money can buy happiness. I'm right there. Send me a million dollars. I'm doing, I, I'm off of Grapsity. I'm just doing Baron Corbin dedicated podcast from here on out. A whole, a whole channel, Baron Corbin, number one fan. All day, every day, Baron Corbin. Uh, so Roberto Arsenal mentions Tony Storm, and I do want to take a second to get into this because we've been seeing Tony Storm kind of do this new character the last couple of weeks, primarily on Collision because she's done a couple of interviews with Lexi Nair where yeah. she like throws her shoe at her and she just treats her like crap, right? And so today on the show, she's coming out and she lost the, the four-way. She didn't win, so she's really, really depressed. And mm -hmm. she's basically having this meltdown about how she can't trust anyone. And she throws her shoe at Renee in 
I love Tony Storm's facial expressions. Yeah. E- even just like when she's not in character. She just right. has like a face, like her face is just like, I don't want to, funny sounds wrong, but she makes funny facial expressions. She makes funny faces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Denise, whatever this character is she tapped into, wow. She like really did it. The theme music, the look, the little like 1940s Hollywood Scarlet, whatever thing she's going for is great. And these promos, every time she does another promo, it's like, man, she's really good at this. And tonight was another another one of those. Yeah, I agree. I really like what they're doing here. And I feel like this is the best thing for Tony Storm because I've said this before in a bunch of, sh- of my shows. I wasn't feeling Tony the first two times when she was champion. I'm like, man, why can't I start caring? And I think that what it was was just that there was no, there was nothing different there, I think, being presented. And now Tony Storm with this new character is basically making you look at her and want more of her character versus what she was doing with the outcast. Like to me, her having this mental depression breakdown, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, is the best thing for her and the diva attitude, all of that. I love it. I think this shows how important a character is Denise, because she's not the world champion. She's not, she's kind of in the mix for the world title, but like, she seems like the biggest uh, women's character they have right now. And the, the one that people are kind of the most invested in just because of the stuff she's doing this. So like it shows that character can get you really far. I mean, she's an exceptional pro wrestler too. That doesn't hurt, but like the character's her- helping a lot. Yeah, it definitely is. I agree with that. Uh, sometimes you just need a little bit more, right? Yeah, exactly. We got another very generous super chat from Reggie Simmons. Thank you so much That's to Reggie homie. for this very generous super chat. Reggie says, not sure what the not sure what the complete card for all out will be, but I will be there. But the one thing I do know is that TK puts on a dope show between Rampage and Collision. Let's see what AEW puts together. Anxiously anticipating. Uh, I think this goes along the lines with what I was saying earlier about I feel like they have gotten the benefit of the doubt because it's not like I've been to an AEW show and regret it being there. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how it always is. I think people kind of had this same kind of feeling before All In, funny enough, and then look at that amazing show that just happened. The tickets are sold. I mean, people could give the tickets back, but I don't know if they really will. So it's just about executing when they get there. And shout out to Reggie Simmons, man. We're about to be in Chicago. Please find me, my brother, because you've been supporting me and Grafsity and anything and Denise and everybody for a very long time. So shout out to you, my brother. Yeah, same to me, Reggie. If you see any one of us, please come up and say hello and make sure to let us know your name and everything uh, mm-hmm. because it helps. You're like, oh, yeah, I know this person. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Reggie. Thank you so much. We got another one here from Alejandro Reyes uh, who says, hi, y'all. As a college student, I can't drop another 50 on this card. Only match work to yeah. me is Mox versus Orange Cassidy. The rest are dynamite and collision matches to me. Reg, we were just talking about this last week. Remember when yeah. I said the average person, and I get it, is not going to want to maybe spend that much money on this, at least if you're on a budget. And I yeah. don't blame people at all. I keep forgetting about that fact, Denise, is that these cost money. This isn't free. It's not on TV. It's not on a streaming service for $10. If you just bought all in and there's another 50 that's coming now, it's not cheaper pay-per-view. It's the same, like it's, all the same things and people dropping a hundred dollars in a month because you got to really think of how it's breaking down. Like people can't afford a hundred dollars in a month to watch wrestling one, you know, two wrestling shows and they're going to need some more. And so I don't know in that aspect, if 
it'll be as lucrative as they want it to be. Yeah, that's true. I wonder that's going to be interesting. I wonder how this one's going to compare to their uh, to their regular you know, pay-per-views that they've been having and how mm-hmm. this one's going to compare to past All Out, especially because All Out in the past has always done very well. So it's kind of weird that we're in a place now where this one kind of feels a little bit questionable. Right. Yeah, It <laughs> it's so crazy because it's All Out and you weren't expecting. I like, even if they had, even if CM Punk didn't destroy the world, it still would only be that extra match. And we still would kind of have the same card right so it's not even like that like totally destroyed the whole thing it was a big draw for chicago but i'm like even beyond that what else was what what's going on here yeah i feel you we also got a super chat here from christy uh from christic angel uh christic angel didn't write anything but thank you so much for sending in the super chat it's very much appreciated here uh really thank you for that um all right and let's go ahead and uh, continue on from here speaking of matches that were announced will chisholm sends in a super chat a very generous one saying i'm only happy for shane taylor to see this pay-per-view uh Otherwise, please don't book at a pay-per-view one week from each other. Please, Tony Khan, answer to why one woman's match at All In was trash. Uh, Sorry, I'm biased for women's wrestling. So this is, uh, he kind of touched on a couple of topics here. Uh, First of all, I'll throw the floor to you on Shane Taylor, Reg, because I know you watch Ring of Honor on a weekly basis. So um, what's what's the story with Shane Taylor, what they've been doing with him on the show? Uh, He is uh, one of the most prestigious Ring of Honor television champions there ever were when Ring of Honor was kind of not looked at at the same way that it was. He was there as a Ring of Honor champion, really pushing the brand, really getting over that championship and really being the spirit of what Ring of Honor was. He's been uh, fighting to get this match with Samoa Joe. I, on the post show with Kate, have we both been talking about how excited and we've wanted this match for a long time because they're both really exceptional on the mic. We know how amazing Small Joe is, but Shane Taylor is really great on the mic. So the back and forth between them were going to be the draw of it. Unfortunately, they just announced this match and we got like one show between that, you know, maybe you got the Ring of Honor show in collision and that's it. And I don't think they're going to have a face to face promo between this time and then they could i hope that they do but it's not looking like it's going to happen so that's got me worried but when the match happens it's going to be great shane taylor's a big meaty man that's going to slap some meat with Samoa Joe. it's going to be a fucking brawl so in the end it's going to be great and i think people are going to like it but they might get that whole what's this ring of honor shit that's on our tv right now it's going to depend on there's there's going to be two people right there's going to be people like you that watch Ring of Honor and know what's going on. And then there's going to be people like me that only watch AEW, like, well, I know it sounds weird because it's owned by the same person, right? But only watches AEW on a weekly basis. And so it does feel like, you know, you might be a little bit having to kind of just sit back and see what happens and see if the match ends up, you know, picking your your interest. But I do Mm -hmm. think that the people that are, you know, AEW fans, I, th- I think point blank, if you go out there and you have a good match, regardless of whether or not people are interested in the match or not, they have an audience that will get won over simply by the in-ring work that's being presented. Exactly. At the end of the day, AEW crowds are hardcore wrestling fans as hard as they try to say they're not. Like These people are going to be there for wrestling. So if they're like, oh, this car is not going to be what I expect it to be, if they have a great match you get them back instantly like that and in chicago they're a wrestling 
city. They love wrestling. And if you give them something dope, they're going to be excited about it. And the other thing that Will brings up to is uh, the women's wrestling stuff. And mm-hmm. I also saw that, that the hashtag women's wrestling right now is trending on Twitter. I didn't click oh, really? on it. Yeah, I didn't click on it, but I'm pretty sure I know what it's all about. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to like scope, scope it out and see what's going on exactly. But I know that at this point, it's kind of been this conversation that we've talked about so much with the one women's wrestling match uh, every single week. And I almost feel like at this point, I hate to say like, oh, it is what it is, because then that sucks and you're never going to get any improvement from there. But I feel like at this point, there have been a lot of people that have spoken out about wanting to see more changes in the women's division and it hasn't happened yet. So I almost feel at this point, it sort of feels a little bit like a losing battle. Right. And I got some heat for saying exactly what you said right here earlier this week on Twitter, because shout out to lyric for being in the, uh, the presser this weekend. And she asked the question about Tony Khan and that, what I got off that is how Tony Khan answered the question and how he always answers the question is that it feels to me, I don't know anything at all that like if Tony Khan didn't get backlash, he wouldn't have women's wrestling on his show sometimes. Like if he didn't have to have a women's match, he wouldn't, but he like knows that he would get destroyed because not because he doesn't like women's wrestling, just because he's so about these ratings and these numbers. And unfortunately, women's wrestling does dip and he just bases his stuff off that. He sometimes bases stuff off like cage match numbers and some women don't have the best numbers. And people reviewing cage match don't like women's wrestling anyways. So they're going to rate it low anyways. So all these factors play along with it. I don't know how he feels exactly about these women that are out there, but I know that he really cares about these dumb numbers that people that, that people wonder why they talk about ratings so much. He looks at number by number and times and all this and those women's matches do that. So that's what he's thinking. He's thinking those numbers. So I'm like, maybe this is a losing battle because we've been fighting about this since day one of AEW because they pitched us this idea that there was going to be this alternative and they have been for the men. They've been a great alternative for the men all the way through. Like 100% you nailed it. But the women's side has been very inconsistent a lot of the run. So I understand when everybody's frustrated, it's the most frustrating part of AW bar none. That's every single week. I come on any podcast, Denise, that's always what people are talking about. It doesn't matter if it's this podcast, if it's uh city, like if we're talking about dynamite, somebody, at least one person is going to be like something about the women. Why was there only one women's match? Why was there only this? Why did they put them on at this time? Never fails. It's a double-edged sword because you have a very passionate side that's like, we need to have more matches, right? And I'm completely with that side. But then you have this whole other side where you're talking about numbers and you're talking about dipping. And it's like, Mm -hmm. damn, how do we get this opportunity to prove that? How do we get this opportunity to prove that if you're given a proper chance that we can win over the crowd and so that You know, it might in the beginning still be that dip, but if we keep it going and we keep building to it, you know, maybe you won't see such a huge dip, right? So you do have like these two totally different sides. The thing for me, and this is where I'm kind of sitting at with this, is that regardless, you can argue both sides, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you're not putting the women on because of the ratings and it dipping, 
And it's because, you know, there's some, some things you're just not interested in. Like, I know that there's been a couple of the segments where they've done stuff with the women and I'm going, man, I'm not interested in this. Why? Because they haven't made me interested in it. They haven't uh, won me over yet. And so it's this double-edged sword where it's like, you need to give them the time and let them try to, you need to put the effort into getting them over and having them have the matches and segments that they need to have. So that then when you do present them, it's not a thing of, well, I'm going to go walk out. I'm going to go to the bathroom or I'm not going to mm-hmm. care as much about this. So it's almost, it's this double-edged sword. You need to have them, you need to basically put the time, put the effort yep. so that it can pay off in the end. It might not be, you know, straightforward, straight to the top, but we know that there are women that can draw. And uh, yep. that's one of the things like, come on, think about some of the most successful women in WWE who are freaking killing it. Your Becky Lynch, your Charlotte Flair's, your, you know, Bianca Belair's. We don't, we haven't seen anyone truly presented like that in AEW. And I think also the other thing, and we've touched on this before too, Reg, is that they don't have someone to really, truly center the division around. Uh, Whoa, Denise. For a second. They didn't. I'm thinking about the show tonight and they did not make mention of a lady that they made mention a whole bunch of times on Sunday that was sitting in their crowd. So I'm like, wait, on the pay-per-view, you guys told us that Mercedes is here. She's the greatest and they should watch out. But then we get to the show and nothing, you know, no mention. like, unless I missed it. Did I miss it? Cause I didn't see any mention of her. So the only thing that Tony said in the press conference was that she's not cleared. And that he just invited her out or she just went. I forgot if he invited her out or if she invited. I don't know. Someone invited someone uh, and okay. she just wanted to be part of the show. But he emphasized that she is not cleared and she just wanted to be part of the show. So very, <laughs> a very political answer. You even you answered imagine. it like he answered it, like he would say it and then run back and then come back to it <laughs> to emphasize not clear. And just here hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> but I know why he does it, by the way. Yeah. I know why he does it. Because then totally. people are going to run with certain headlines. And well, right. you know how that goes over, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat. You got us going here with a lot of different stuff. Uh, we also got one here from Anthony Cuff. Didn't write anything, but Anthony Cuff, we still appreciate you sending this in a whole lot. Uh, Alejandro Reyes says, also, first pay-per-view since Double or Nothing 2020. I won't see, sadly. Oh. Wow, that's a long time. That's a lot of pay-per-views back to back to back. Yeah, that certainly is, man. Oof, that's a lot. Um, Alejandro Reyes, thank you so much for the super chat. And uh, we got another one here from Justin Martin who says, I love AEW, but I just can't justify paying full price for backlash a week after <laughs> WrestleMania. All Out is probably the weakest pay-per-view card for AEW. Ever. Ever. Ooh, wow. Excuse me, ever. Wow. Wow. I'm a little bit like dumbfounded right now just because I'm really kind of just running through the card mentally. And you know what? Let's do that right now. Yeah, let's let's run through this card because I think that Justin Martin's uh, super chat here uh, made me really think about what is actually being presented. So here we go. Let's think about this. Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor for the Ring of Honor World TV Championship. Well, Uh with this one, Reg, it's a situation where, yeah, we love Samoa Joe, but like we said, a lot of people don't watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, so essentially it's a Samoa Joe against a guy that a lot of people probably don't even know. Exactly. Uh, We got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. I think this one is a fair match to have on this card, and I don't want to trash this match at all. I think this is a very fair match to have. 
Yeah, no, this match is one of those. It deserves to be on the card. These two guys are needed on this show, especially some contrast of what we've seen in All In. And them been, they've been building this show on Collision and stuff, so this match fits great. We got a uh, four-on-four match, and we're going to be seeing FTR and the Young Bucks team up against Bullet Club Gold. And this was made in the backstage segment today on Dynamite, where the Young Bucks were pretty much kind of feeling a little down on themselves for not winning at all in. And they basically told FTR, you guys are the better men. Bullet Club Gold comes in, crashes this, and this match is made. Uh, This, to me, this is a pretty damn cool match. I'm sorry. I think this is a cool match. Yeah, no, this is one of those, like, you can probably be upset about it because you maybe want to see the tag team titles defended, which I would understand. But all these elements, this is just like the uh, the elite uh, Bullet Club gold match from All In. It's like all these elements in the same ring kind of really going high gear. This is going to be a dope match. Agree with that. I like that. Um, we're also going to be getting Kenny Omega versus Kanoshke Takeshita. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, and I think this kind of just depends on how people feel about Kanoshke Takeshita. We're finally getting that singles Kenny match. There it is. Reg, have they done enough with Takeshita for this match? If you were to, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you seeing this in terms of importance, in terms of caring about it? I think this match is awesome. Like, I think for me, it's like a 10. Like, I think... This they've been building this match for a long time to catch this kind of whole AEW run is to get to this moment. That's if you've been, if you're in the know and you know what's going on here. And then at the end of it, we're going to get a singles Kenny Omega match in Chicago, big time stuff. Like we, all the Kenny Omega matches are like just amazing. And, and the, the one-on-one matches are like, we're just blessed to be able to have them. So that's going to be great. This is another one. I'm like, okay, people in the, the chat are saying this card's not bad. I'm like, reading it's not the worst. It's not as bad as I initially thought so far. Right. That's true. And because um, when you said, when I asked you about like, you know, where you see this in terms of excitement, I'm with you on this one. I'm seeing yeah. this one as like a nine. And the reason why I'm seeing this one pretty high up here is because Kanoshki Takeshita is pretty damn freaking good. man. Uh, yeah, we kind of forgot what got him to where he is now. Exactly. And so for me, I actually think that this is a match that is going to be important in the sense that this may be the match that really puts Takeshita on the map on a different level because he's been he's been getting opportunities on AEW, right? Of course, he's not yet, you know, MJF, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega level. But I think that this could be the match that puts him you know, a couple more slots up there on the, you know, the rankings of things. So I feel like this one here, I'm looking forward to it a whole lot. Yeah. Um, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. Unfortunately, Reg, for this one, I'm not expecting too much, but I am expecting Darby Allen to go balls out crazy on it. Yeah, this one has been on the card for a long time, like probably the first match they made for this. And I like the story that they've been telling with Darby Allen and Swerve and everything going on with that. So that's why I'm interested in this match. But it's not I'm not expecting like uh, anything too crazy when the match happens. I don't think it's going to be as good as what we saw with Christian Cage and Darby. at right. I don't think so either. And then we got the women's match, the one and only women's match. And I don't expect any more. I'm pretty sure this is it. (laughs) We're getting the TBS champion, Chris Dallander versus Ruby Soho. And it's the same thing that I was saying just now. If you don't build them up and really give them an honest shot, when you give them a match like this, 
unfortunately, the interest is going to be low. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that my interest is not low in this match. Yeah, if you're not tapped in with what's going on with those two women, this I can see how people probably feel how you feel. And it's pretty unfortunate. And yeah, I think this is probably going to be the only women's match because we're not going to get the AEW Women's World match because I think we're we're Soraya. She wasn't even on the show tonight. <laughs> and she's <laughs> <laughs> and she's our champion, right? What's going on? Here, I give up. I give up. Right. <laughs> and then of course we got the better than you, baby team. MJF and Adam Cole taking on the whoever wins the Rampage Battle Royal. Uh, for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. And again, I think this one's really going to depend on we still don't know who is actually in this match. Are you going to care? Are you going to care, Denise? I'm going to try to care. (laughs) There's going to be an effort that's going to be made. Just know there's going to be an effort put on my part. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I believe. And it. then um, I don't have the updated graphic, but we are getting John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW International Championship. And uh, this one to me, I think is going to be Chef's Kiss. I think it's going to be really freaking good. You think this one will main event the show? I think so. Yeah. I think so because Moxley holding that belt high at the end is what I think is going to happen. No, Reg, no, Reg, no, no. I don't want to see John Moxley win. What you think Orange Cassidy is going to beat John Moxley, Denise? I want to see Orange Cassidy defeat John Moxley. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know why, Reg. I'm about to fight you on this one. You want to know why? All right, someone here, I'm sure someone here remembers at this point how many defenses Orange Cassidy has done. He's in his yeah. 30s already, right? I like think he's in his 30s. Like yeah, he definitely has to be. Like yeah. This man has won, defended this title more than like any other title in this company, and different competitors, different matches. They're all freaking entertaining. And so he has now built himself this track record where if he defeats John Moxley, there's not going to be one little ounce in my body that says, I can't believe that. There is, he has convinced me to say, if he defeats John Moxley, I'm 100% buying it. Now, John Moxley, we saw as the world champion multiple times. All right. Yes, I already yes. know what it looks like to see a W champion, John Moxley. I know it. I saw it. I have more interest in seeing Orange Cassidy continue this international championship reign that he's on. You know, when you put it that way, I could see what it is, because this kind of puts a stamp on Orange Cassidy's thing. Because my thing was, Denise, is he's been hamming up this, not hamming it up. He's been, he's exhausted. I don't even know if it's real or, or fake at this point, because he has done all those defenses. He's wrestled every wrestler there is to wrestle. He's defended that thing like crazy. And when he's not defended it, he's in some crazy multi-man match, putting his body on the line. I thought all of that against the ace of AEW, the man that comes to destroy, the one that's going to pick the bones. He sees some somebody almost on his way out. He's going to go in and finish him. John Moxley, how could you win against John Moxley, Denise, in the main event of the big show? How could you do it? He's just, he's that guy. You know what I mean? Like, but what you said, I do understand what you said. Because this, after all of that, and then also at the end of it, or towards the end of it, or wherever, he beat John Moxley. That makes the, the, 
rain even bigger, I feel. Yes, think about it. Like at the end of it, we can have Orange Cassidy. Let's say this main event, right? Mm -hmm. And Orange Cassidy defeats John Moxley. Everybody's going to have like this holy shit moment. At the end, yeah. you have Orange Cassidy raising the, the freaking bell. And all of a sudden you got a star is born <laughs> right there, man. <laughs> I want it to happen. I'm sorry. I want it to happen. And I feel like a lot of people here, actually, I'm seeing a lot of people because um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going more so for John Moxley here. Mox is that guy, Denise, the ace of AEW. He's the lifeblood of this company. Even if hit, nobody has, when he's healed, they don't care, man. That's John Moxley. He's their guy. He is the one. And this international title, on the other end of it, the next per the person to defeat the person that's been running roughshod over the company, the one that's been having all these great defense of the international title. The next one up is the man, John Moxley. And John Moxley, not for nothing, will probably defend it more than uh, Orange Cassidy, as crazy as that sound. Because this guy's wrestling every weekend, man. He's outside. If it's not AEW, he's at GCW. He's at Wrestling Revolver. He's in Japan sometimes. He's, he's going to Ireland. He's, he's, he's everywhere. He's a consistent wrestler. Shout out to Defy. He's all over the place. And so he would add even more prestige to the title because Orange Cassidy has been mostly just defending the championship on TV. All right. All right. I like that. I like that uh, defense there. Um, and we got a super chat here from Christopher Marino, who says, based on a card, it looks like the international championship will main event. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like we're all kind of vibing, especially with the way that the show ended here tonight. Uh, you know what? Let's get into that. We might as well talk about that right now. Yeah. Um, so speaking first and foremost in regards to john moxley he had a match against commander uh he defeats commander and then we ended up having in the main event a match that i thought was freaking awesome and they left me wanting so much more orange cassidy versus pentel cero miedo for the international championship winner goes on to face john moxley this was freaking sick man i put out a tweet of oprah winfrey going you get a Canadian destroyer. You get a Canadian destroyer. Because yeah, yeah. we got a bunch of Canadian destroyers back and forth. We got a fear factor on the ring apron, a fear factor in the ring, a bunch of near falls. And then out of nowhere, Orange Cassidy rose up uh, Penta and gets the victory. This was nuts. This, to me, this should have been on the pay-per-view, man. Give him an extra five minutes, and I would have been like out of my seat jumping up and down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was great. This was... Uh... Penta is so good. We forget like that time when he, you know, when he came up in Lucha Underground and he was like one of the biggest wrestlers in the world at that point, Denise, like he was sought after. And so it's been lost because he kind of will go away. Him and Phoenix will like go away for a little bit and we kind of forget and then they'll tag and it's like they're great as a tag team. But then you forget how great of singles wrestler that they both are and penta here was on display everybody knows that penta loves canadian destroyers or mexican destroyers when he's doing it he does a, a million in every match it's great to see but the finish of this was everything about this match denise penta's just going a thousand miles per hour hitting orange cassidy with every single spot in his, in his arsenal everything he has trying to hit him with the 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 package pile driver on the apron that i was just like this is disgusting. I don't, I don't want to see this. Uh, Orange Cassidy's neck here. But the way that Orange Cassidy just took all that momentum and rolled him up for the one, two, three was like, he's getting away clean and he's winning again still. And then after that, Denise, that promo that he did, I thought was pretty incredible too. 
Yeah, I, I liked how he closed it out when he said that and I don't got a catch. I'm freshly right. squeezed and I don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, see, this guy really gets it. <laughs> and even the confrontation, because the closing shot was John Moxley in his face, and then John Moxley like literally shoves him. And he, they don't like the way that they portrayed it. I'm like, yeah, these two guys, they hate each other. This is good. Yes. I exactly. like that type of stuff. Yeah, it, and then the way that Excalibur was like, we never see Orange Cassidy in the ring with the mic. Like, this is very different. And Orange Cassidy's like, look, essentially, you're going to have to kill me to take this championship. That's the only way. I'm about to be the international champion forever. And Moxley being like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> right, so I <laughs> no agree problem. with Christopher Marino here, where <laughs> that pretty much indicated that there's a good chance that that's going to be your main event. Agreed. All righty, and let's go ahead and press on from here, and uh, let's get into our next Super Chat. This one's from Will Chisholm, who says, I got to ask, I thought we was going to get Mercedes Martinez versus Chris at All Out. Uh, they were building that for weeks, and out of nowhere, they dropped that for Ruby Soho, and we act like that didn't happen. They, 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 that was part of it, man. Like, I've been sitting here watching Collision, and that definitely was part of what we were seeing every single week. Uh, any thoughts here, Reg? Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, we thought we were going to get a lot of things, but things have happened. And exactly like Tony Khan said, well, we had to emphasize when people were showing, when they were showing Mercedes and people were like, oh, I'm like, I don't think she's ready to go. And then she's not cleared. So we have to remember she's not cleared. Right. All right. We got, uh, let's go ahead and press on from this and get into Stephen Marchulli's super chat. Thank you so much to Stephen who says, turn a negative. The latest punk drama into a positive by pushing Starks into a main event versus MJF. Well, we have seen them work together and they did phenomenal work together. But I don't know. It feels like it's too much of like, they were, well, first of all, it's not going to happen because they already have a match set for MJF, right? Yeah. But even if they did that, Starks and MJF, it would feel like ugh, too much fast forwarding. We fast forwarded so much. And, yeah. you know, it just wouldn't make complete sense. Right, you, you don't want to build out, right? that. That's why I knew they they were never going to do the Punk and MJF match, like people kind of speculated on, because I was like, it's too soon, and I, I think like for a match like that, they want just more time to build. I think that's why they're just going with like the card that we're seeing, because it's like they want to build. If they, if it's gonna be a big match, like something like that, that's down the line. Like they they've had that match before, but like they put some emphasis on like how they're two of the futures of AEW. And I think they would want a little bit more time to like do that. Yeah, you're right on that. Exactly. Um, all right. We got a super chat here from yes boy who says, Denise, have you ever had moments or live phases where you felt like Tony storm's character every day of my <laughs> life, every day of my life, uh, Reg, yeah. you, you know, obviously when you're uh, with a woman, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you, you've seen this where, Women have multiple emotions throughout the entire day. It's like one second we're like the happiest person on earth. The next it's like my life is over. The next it's I'm angry. We go through a cycle. You've seen the memes. We've seen we go through a cycle of it's real. emotions. They're not memes. They're not memes. It's real life that happens. And you just sit there and you're like, what's happening right now? Like that's most of your life is like, what's happening right now? What did I say? I don't know. Like I just was asking if she wanted a sandwich, but now I'm on the floor. Like, I don't know what happens. Like things happen really quickly. These emotions switch. And that's why we're always immediately when y'all want to choke us. Why are you acting crazy? You guys never like it. You never like it. It always it never hits. It Here's never some hits. advice to you, Reg, and never to hits. every man watching this show. If she doesn't act crazy, 
around you or for you, she don't love you. I mean, some facts are being spoken. Yeah, yeah. You're Crazier right. she is, the more she likes you. Take it as right. a good, <laughs> as a good toxic <laughs> behavior. You shouldn't let your person do this. But she's right. <laughs> crazy 101 uh sends in a super chat saying tony announced uh eddie and shibata versus claudio and wheeler when did he what? announce that yeah and for all what, out? Though? i think for maybe all for out? all out eddie oh. and shibata versus claudio and willer yuda huh interesting all right someone can fill us in in the chat here uh yeah, someone fill us in in the chat here. All right. Um, Oscar Pacino sends in a super chat saying Roderick Strong sounded like Mr. Burns in Smithers <laughs> Fantasy. Smithers. I don't know. Smithers. Okay. Smithers. <laughs> Will Washington will be very upset at you right now, Denise. You know how I they I don't even feel. know what we're talking about. Is this about a cartoon? The a cartoon? What do you mean? The Sim- oh, this is The Simpsons? Is this a cartoon? <laughs> I didn't know we were talking about a movie here. Wow. You don't like The Simpsons? You're not a Simpsons fan? Everything I know about The Simpsons is whatever they showed us in the Universal Studios ride. If it wasn't in the Universal Studios ride, I don't know what we're talking about. You've never seen one episode of The Simpsons at all. Never an entire episode, no. I've seen moments, but I've never sat through one whole episode of The Simpsons. Do you like cartoons? Are you interested? No. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She said no. no. I just... And you know what? Actually, that's not true because I can sit through episodes of South Park. But here's the thing. I was going to say, I kind of could see you watching them Disney movies. Like, you really like Inside Out. Like, you're not a big fan of Inside Out. Yeah, I'll watch those. But Like, I feel like you like those. Are those different? That's the thing. I won't go to the movies just to watch a cartoon by myself. It's got to be like I take a child with me. Gotcha, yeah. And then Mm -hmm. if I watch South Park, it's because somebody else put it on TV and I just happen to be there. But you're not clicking on an animated show. I'm not myself mm-hmm. clicking on it. No. Gotcha. That makes sense. I understand. It's not for everybody. I'm a grandma. We're going to upset a whole bunch of people. I know. A bunch of animated fans, but I get it. I like to watch documentaries. I'm a like grandma. A <laughs> you only watch the yes. murder she wrote and like. <laughs> I like murders, crimes, uh, real life world issues. I'm all up on the drama. That's See, what I This like also see. aids exactly on what we were talking about earlier. Girls going through all these emotions. She's in the other room watching True Crime Podcast. You're like, dude, she's going to murder me. Like, why is, she, why is she getting all this research? What no. do I do? These things, it's they scary get in your head. They get in your head, Reg. How does, I don't know if this happens to guys, but do you ever watch a show where it's about murder or like this person has a secret double life? And then you're thinking, oh, my God, does my partner have a secret double life? Do they want to murder me? No. See, that's the 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 privilege that men have is like a lot of times we don't like think like, oh, my partner's going to murder. like I'm making jokes here. But like most of the time, really. women can't like when you're like, I'm going to go to the grocery store to get a sandwich. You're like, I could potentially some crazy could happen on the way. We don't really be thinking like that. See, I do. I'm looking and I'm you like, should. Hmm. no, you should. Yeah, right. Like I want to. No, it's like, not paranoid. A men, you don't understand what is going on outside. It's dangerous outside for women. Like just going to get gas or just like going to the grocery store. It's not paranoia. You should be overly paranoid. I hope that you have pepper spray or a laser, not a laser gun or a taser in your purse just in case. And if you do have uh, access to a laser, I hope you have that too. I have a routine, by true, the way, true. a mental routine. So. Anytime I'm in a situation where I'm like, yeah, I can get attacked right now. My routine is 
I run down a list of all of the moves and things that I can do to defend myself. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Check, check, check. This is exactly what I'm going to do. No woman. And I will tell you right now, no woman ever walks out with out of her house, holding a key and not always holding it like this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Always Mm -hmm. like that is a weapon. You know, we're always ready to fight, but anyways, Self-defense, baby. Yeah, let's go. No, but this needs to be talked about. It's scary out there. How did this go from The Simpsons to self-defense? I have no idea. (laughs) Transition. Uh, Young on Watch sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Young on Watch who says, I'm worried about the crowd reaction at All Out if Punk is not there. Should I be concerned? Um, I mean, it's Chicago. um, I don't know. I'm going to say... I don't think they'd hijack the show. You think they would no, hijack the show? I, I don't. I don't think you sh- should be worried in that sense. Like, I don't think the crowd's going to be like, "Boo!" We expected CM Punk. They potentially could be, but I don't think they would hi- hijack the show. Right. Also, I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if someone throws a shot at CM Punk, then obviously there's going to be yes, reactions. Exactly. But I don't think it's going to be like. We get there and everybody's just like, CM Punk, CM Punk, you can't start the show. We need CM Punk. It potentially could be also, but I don't think so. Right, exactly. And um, we got a very massive, generous super chat from RS. Wow, Damn, RS. RS. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, RS says, Denise, I saw some of the heat you took over the weekend, which made me a little sad. Keep hustling. Lesson learned, I'm sure. Don't let X bring you down. You seem like a person who takes what people say to heart. Uh, you earned this donation, buddy. Love. Thank you so much, RS. Uh, yeah, it was definitely an experience. And I will tell you this much that coming out of it, I. How do I say this in a nice way, Reg? Oh, yeah. oh you said you. a nice way. You said a nice <laughs> way. No. You said a nice way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you said a nice. I've missed the nice part. Like I thought. So. How do I say this? I'm Fuck gonna end y'all. It there. There you go. Thank you, Reg. Having my freaking back always. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you a whole lot. And I appreciate RS for uh, this generosity. Seriously, I I really appreciate that. I think, and I said this last night. Anybody who knows me and knows my work was not coming after me. Let's just That's leave it, it at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Matt Rakeel sends in a super chat saying, Sup, Denise and Reg, they just added Kingston and Shibata versus Claudio and Utah. Uh, definitely watching Grapsity on Sunday. Okay, so they added them to the sh- to the card then? Okay. Yeah, I guess that's added to the to the show. That's interesting. I mean, I thought that potentially how um on the show tonight how after the kingston and you match how claudio came out and ignored eddie and it looked like okay they're probably going to build to a one-on-one match for the ring of honor world championship but they probably thought too much ring of honor even though this is still a pretty ring of honor match so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) too much ring of honor Mm-hmm. David Kaplan sends in a super chat saying, hi, guys, I respect it. I respect AEW as a company and how far they have come. But Tony Khan speaking on the paid crowd, you would think this was the only wrestling show ever that had 80,000 people attending, uh, says David. Dude, um, Tony Khan talking about the crowd. Uh, he deserved all of that. He yeah. deserved to come out and be proud of what AEW accomplished because they had a real and true honest accomplishment. And I know that there's a lot of people on the internet that are like, Oh, there wasn't, you know, what was it? 81,035 people there. There was 60,000 people mm-hmm. guys take it from somebody who was at Wembley stadium. Mm-hmm. The people were there. They were out the there. people were there. It was mm-hmm. madness. People legitimately, it wasn't bullshit by the way, when Tony mentioned that, they uh, attracted people from like 70 plus different countries. 
Yeah. Everybody that I talked to was coming from all of these different places that some places I didn't even heard of. I was like, damn, you from there? I don't even know. Where that's at. <laughs> yeah, where that's at. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know what's funny, though? There was this thing where somebody, I forgot what place they were talking about. And it was a place that I knew, but I forgot where it was. Mm -hmm. But they made sure to tell me specifically where it was. And I thought it was funny because they were probably like, oh, this dumb American. We need to make sure to emphasize. No, no, for real. Tell me exactly where it's at because I don't know. I'm a dumb American. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are right. Show me on a map. (laughs) Point it out to me. But it's okay. So like, and even then, like even people that I was talking to were like, oh, yeah, I saw this person from this place, from that place. And people... I mean, it, it, it was true. Like you saw people come from all different parts of the world. And that was very freaking cool. What very is it cool. real quick before we get off? But what yeah. did the energy feel like in that building? Just like through the big moments of the show? If Did, did it feel like you were sitting amongst 80,000 people? Yeah. So the energy, I would say, now keep in mind, I'm in the press box. Yeah, and it's a little for bit the different. Part, I did like this press box because usually the press box, there's like a big old like glass in front of you and you're not actually in the crowd but for this one we were we were like a little so we had like the roof over us it wasn't like this the portion where we were at there's a roof on top of us and then there's the whole people on the top section you know sometimes you can still it's there's a slanted stadium you know how it's slanted you can see the people above you right i couldn't see the people above me because there was a roof above me right there Mm -hmm. but um we were still in the actual like you know crowd and whatnot and so the people especially when i was interviewing people on wembley way there Mm -hmm. was you there was excitement because they knew there was at something that was unique a lot of people told me that they felt they needed to come to this. And I asked, mm-hmm. I asked somebody, I was like, you know, you're a big, are you a big AEW fan? I'm assuming you are since you're here. And they were like, no, I'm just a wrestling fan. And I mm. just wanted to be part of this. People wanted to be part of history. And I think that was the big drawing point to this show. And that's why when Tony mentioned like, oh, we're going to do this every year, I'm thinking, oh shit, like that's that's a risk, man. I think like it's gonna be interesting to see where we're sitting at next the year. Second, well, yes, is like because this one was like there's intrigue, there's all this stuff. Like we haven't seen a show this big since 1992. Next year, it's like, well, we we just saw a show last year. You're not gonna get that same intrigue. Which next year is gonna have to be a completely different build to the show. Like you're gonna have to have the big like you're gonna see this one match that you wouldn't see at any other time. Exactly. And there's going to be people that, you know, you got to think about this. If people are going to be traveling from all over the world like they were here, there's expenses to be had with that. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. There are a lot. And I'm sure, yeah, people are coming from very far around the world. And it's going to be just so like, I'm so interested to see how that's going to be received. Because this is this was something we haven't experienced ever, honestly, besides, you know, WWE, like uh, new territory and next year it's not going to be new territory it's going to be like we're doing this again or can we get eighty thousand people in here knowing that it's uh not as a mystery as this this one was exactly and you know that people i already know that if next year aw doesn't get that number People are going to be like, oh, it's a massive failure. This right. and that. Even if, like, let's say they do 60,000, right? Let's mm-hmm. just say, let's just throw out a random number, 60,000. That's a really great number still. 60,000 yeah. is a lot of freaking people. But I think because now it's a yearly thing, you obviously open up yourself to that where if you don't hit the same number or you don't get more people, people are going to be like, oh, AW's failing or blah, blah, blah. 
it's crazy how we landed here, Denise, right? Like when it was announced, people were just kind of like, they probably won't even do 10. They probably won't even do blah, blah, blah. I remember initially, I was like, they'll probably do 50. And now like people are going to be like, oh, they can't do 80 again. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just so crazy how like the steps they've taken from like, we can't do 10 to like, now people are going to be upset if they don't do 80 again. Right. And here's the thing. If they do do that number again or something close to that number, holy shit, that's going to be like, damn. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. It's going to be like, if you guys could do this twice, three, like if you could continue this tradition in this giant stadium, respect. For reals, for reals. Uh, we got a super chat here from Don, a.k.a. Smiley Girl 814 who says, Hi, Denise and Reg. Could it help myself uh, use the stopwatch for the women's match? Seven <laughs> minutes and 15 seconds, bow to bow with the majority pick and pick. Wish yeah. they were given more time yeah. uh so let's talk about that women's match while we are here uh the match that she is referring to is your tbs champion chris statlander uh, teaming up with former AEW women's champion hikara shida and Britt baker uh taking on nyla rose emmy sakura and marina shafir and we do see chris statlander pick up the win for her team uh after pinning marina shafir what'd you make of this match reg sometimes i feel like exactly what i was saying of like they get they write the whole show out and they're like we need a women's match what can we do oh that person's there that person's there that person's there what should we do for the match oh just go out there and you know what i mean like it 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 doesn't feel like what what any reason to be invested just like you were saying like if 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 it feels like you don't care about this why would i ever care about this I care yeah. about this because I love women's wrestling, but people that you're trying to get to love this, why would they care if it feels like you don't care? Leron Ford sends in a super chat saying, would more women's wrestling in AEW really hurt the ratings? Why can't they crack a million viewers with only one women's match? I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what numbers the women's wrestling segments get. Uh, I don't know how much the dip actually is. So I'm not even going to talk about that specific portion. But I think, look, we're never going to know if it's never done, right? Like, they, if, if, if they have the women, if they have the stars to do that, I'm all here for them doing more than just one match on the card for the women. Right. But we don't want, as we said multiple times, matches just for the sake of match. It's just like, yes. we have to do a women's match. Here's some random blah, blah, blah. Like, put some reasoning behind it. Make it a story. Make people care. Right. And that goes for the men, too. There's some matches where I'm like, yes. I don't want to see that. Shit. Why do I care about that? <laughs> uh, specifically, Rampage, Battle Royal. <laughs> I don't even watch Rampage anymore. I haven't watched Rampage in a long time. I'm like, I give up. Why? Because they're not giving me things that I care about. Point blank. They're just not. Yeah. Right. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying it's just sad because the women's match at all in was eight minutes shaking my head. They really deserve better. Was it eight minutes? Yeah, that's what uh, well, I think it was Don was saying that she took the stopwatch. It was, yeah, just eight minutes. Oh, so she was talking about the oh, actual... at all in. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, oh. no, she's talking about the match tonight. The match okay, at okay, all okay. in. Yeah, was legit. It was less than 10 minutes. It wasn't a long match at all. Damn. Probably 10 minutes with, uh, you know, entrances. Ah, shit. I think to me, the show felt very different. Like the show flew by for me, but mm -hmm. I just thought that that was because I was there. So I just thought, oh, well, you know, the time really wasn't, I wasn't it, really cognizant of the time. It felt like that over here too. Cause I was watching it in the morning. Of course I'm over here on the West coast. So I was like, man, it's, you know, it was, it was flying by. I'm like, man, it's, 
it's 11 o'clock. Oh, it's only blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So, I yeah. Yeah. Jared sends in a super chat saying TK saw impact raw and NXT have banger women's main events and gave us a nothing trios <laughs> match. He said, bet I won't try to outdo y'all. Y'all did it. <laughs> I ain't even going to try. Nope. <laughs> Man, yeah, that was great. The watch, watch those. Those main events are incredible. I'm not even going to compete with that. It's depressing. It really is depressing. And like you mentioned earlier, that was a selling point for AEW in the beginning when Kenny was yeah. talking about how we we're going to have all these women's matches and the division. And oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Leron Ford says, also, does Mercedes Monet potentially joining AEW ultimately lead to positive changes for the AEW women's division? I would hope so. Yes, I think so. We've said multiple times that yes, because she's different. But you never know out here, man. I don't know. I don't know at this point. The AEW women's division just racks my brain all the time. Like Denise and I talk about it all the time. If they had this big star, probably would be different. But you just, at this point, Denise, you don't know. Mike T90K sends in a very generous super chat saying, hey, Denise, saw you were trending on Twitter the other day and spent all weekend talking shit to 15-year-olds trying to cancel you. We got your back. Oh man, guys. Have fun. What a rush. <laughs> thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Laron Ford says, <laughs> You know what? I, what a rush. <laughs> I, I have a terrible sense of humor. I'm like, no, I, I can't say all the jokes I wish I could say. Laron Ford says, I think they hyped up Mercedes on the zero hour in order to increase pay-per-view buys and make people think she would confront the winner of the women's match. How did they present that on the zero hour? Exactly like Leron's describing here. (laughs) They were like, it felt like they were like, hey, Mercedes is in the crowd. You never know what to expect. Watch the show. She could be there. And then throughout the broadcast, it was just kind of like the way that the commentators were like, here's Mercedes. She's a big deal. The women in the women's division should watch out. She's a former seven-time world champion. Like, they were presenting it like, if you watch that, you're probably like, man, I think Mercedes might pull up. And I was under the impression that she was going to show up at the end of this women's match. Shut up. They did that? They did. They showed her on camera, like, at minimum five times. Yeah. I only saw her once. Mercedes was watching this. Like, she was on the trios match. They were just, like, randomly showing her and being like, she's a big deal. That's why we were all like, what's going on? They, like really were pushing her on the show. Damn. So that was totally a different experience for the TV audience and the viewers there. Yep. 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 It was really like, you'd be watching a match and they'd be like, look, Mercedes is here. Don't forget. So throughout the entire show, they kept doing that. Like in the main card. Yes. On the main card, they showed her multiple times being like, she's a big star. You guys don't forget what's she doing here. And that's why we're all like, well, why didn't they say anything about her today? They really, on their biggest show of all time, you would think like, I thought they were going to put up the Mercedes is all elite graphic at the way that they were talking about it. I didn't know that they did that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, honestly. Wow. Wyatt Cox sends in a super chat saying, Denise, did you agree with Tony Storm, Norma Desmond and Sunset Boulevard? Oh my gosh. I know a couple of people sent that to me and I still haven't seen it. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Wyatt, I feel so bad that you spent your super chat and I have no actual answer for you. Have you seen this? I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. So they were basically comparing Tony Storm's character to uh to Norman to Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. 
and a bunch of other like you know people were comparing it to like different things her like very dramatic character but i haven't had the opportunity to watch it yet just because with everything you know london and all of everything it was just Mm -hmm. too much but uh wyatt cox please remind me on twitter damn i feel like such an ass (laughs) all right spencer schneider sends in a generous super chat as well didn't write a message but we still appreciate you spencer thank you so much for sending this in um we got eloquent who says i think jay white is the guy to take oc's Ah, title orange cassidy's title okay 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 i'm not mad at that i think jay white's gonna be in the mix here pretty soon with how great he's been doing this last couple months so that's pretty interesting I wouldn't mind that either, like at all. Uh, Christopher Marino, same thing, says TK just announced Kingston and Shibata and Claudio mm. Yuda for also, you missed my first super chat. Mm. I might have read it already since I was a, uh, I, re- re- I yeah, read I think you went Marino's. back to him. Yeah, I went back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went back. Uh, Will Chisholm says, I think some people are down on this pay-per-view because it don't feel like a $50 pay-per-view. True. That's understandable. Yeah, you know. I can tell you a million times how I've stepped into malls and I saw something really cute and I go, oh, that's cute. And then I pull up the tag and I go, ooh, not for 50 bucks. Bam, put it back, walk out. When's the last time you went to a mall, Denise? Well, I go to the mall all the time. <laughs> I do. I go to the mall all the time. I still go to the mall. I didn't know there was the mall, honestly. There's so many malls here, like so many. LA, I forgot. I live yeah, across they, the street from a mall. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, see, in Oakland, there's no mall. So I'm like, where are people doing at the mall? I thought people only online shopped at this point. What's at the mall? Honestly, my mall's really ghetto. Not even yeah. gonna lie to you. My 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 mall, like ugh, I go to the. I, don't I, like I was it. gonna say I go to the malls in Bakersfield. I don't go to the mall in Bakersfield because they're scary. There's like ghost towns and there's why It's like nah, I don't think I should be in here. That's why I'm like the mall. Yeah, no, my mall. The other day that I went in, I walked in through the food court. Right, I get in and the first thing I see is some guy picking at his teeth with his finger in there, yeah. and I'm like, oh, dude, why do you gotta do that? Like, yeah, it's the bathroom. It's like that over there. It's mostly about the uh, outdoor outlet thing. That's what I'm mostly. I'm like, do people like go into a mall and like open the door and be like, hot topic? I guess kids. I don't know. I still go to hot topic, Reg. There's no (laughs) age limit on hot topic. I didn't say there was. Don't judge me, you guys. Don't come for me. I know y'all like hot topic out there to get your UFO (laughs) Jeff Hardy pants. Jeff Hardy pants. Uh, Spencer Schneider says, I'm sick with COVID. I jumped out of my chair screaming when I saw Brian Keith on Rampage, the bounty hunter, about to kill it. So mother effing pumped. Dude, I'm really sorry that you're sick with COVID, man. Um, Oh, yeah. That's that's been going around again, unfortunately. And everybody be safe. I'm going to wear a mask the whole time that I'm in Chicago. So don't judge me when you see me. Is it that bad again? Yeah. Bad. No, I didn't know that. I saw it on my Twitter feed and I was just like, oh, they're probably exaggerating or something. I didn't know. Yep, yep, not exaggerating. Oh, no. It's out there, it's outside. Gosh. And we're about to go breathe around a whole bunch of people. Man, so wait, did they put out another vaccine? Because I got like three already. <laughs> I got I got one like a month and a half ago or something. They probably they put them out every week at this point. All right. Well, I probably got to get updated. Shoot then. it in me. I don't care, man. I don't <laughs> yeah. want that. It's Shoot like the software out. installations. Yeah. You got to upgrade. Yeah. I don't read the uh, terms and conditions. Just yes. I agree, man. Put it in me. <laughs> Except all cookies. <laughs> yes. Boy says any update on Thunder Rosa. Uh, I think about like a week ago, she mentioned on Busted Open that she was healing and she was trying to make her way back to AW. Yeah. Uh, come back, Thunder. We need you. Ronald Hollick sends in a super chat saying, after seeing the awesome Roosh vignettes on Collision, I want Roosh to beat Orange Cassidy for international championship, for the Roosh. international championship. 
Because mm. um, the man has a lot of freaking charisma. He can yes. sell you a beat up old used car and you're going to be like, yeah, I'm taking it. I was I was going to ask, was that angle on a collision? But I think it was on Rampage. So you didn't see it. So. The one, the kidnapping? Yeah. Was that on collision? That was on collision. Yeah. Okay. You saw that. Yeah. What'd you feel? What'd you think about that? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they would probably do a kidnapping there for <laughs> sure. Seriously. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was like, yeah, this is pretty realistic, honestly. It's wild, but like, no, this yeah, would totally I was, happen. <laughs> I was thinking, I was sitting there like, damn, man, why they got to do us dirty like that? Like, I know what's and going it's real. on in Mexico. Come on now. Come on. I've been in Mexico and every. Home. I've been to Mexico probably like three or four times and everybody always says, avoid that. <laughs> yeah. So have I ever told you my Mexico story? Mm -mm. So I was in Mexico for a triple mania and I, I'm curious to see what people are going to think about this. And we were in a car ride back to the, to the hotel after the show. It was like maybe like two, 3 AM at this point. And there was a bunch of girls, you know, in like really shiny glittery dresses and they were young too, like younger than me. Mm. And I, thought they were going clubbing mm -mm. i didn't know that they weren't going clubbing and i mean someone told me like well it was my husband who told me he's like no denise like this is you know i had no idea i was sitting there going no and i felt yeah. so dumb people go there specifically for that yeah yeah so anyways that was my mexico story and what's worse was i said it really loud in a car i was like oh <laughs> clubbing at this hour like nope definitely not clubbing at 2 a.m didn't just come from the club either nope god i was like how you know sometimes you're just like you forget you know you forget that you're not i don't forget because outside of my place it's oh i see yeah. oh. i see it every single day i go outside really <laughs> shout out to the sex workers Amir F says, woo child, you're not going to believe who won that battle royale no spoilers though plus you see the ricky stark segment <laughs> that tk added for collision they already Ooh. filmed Rampage? Yes, right after. Immediately after. Oh, man. I was going to say, private chat me the results so I could at least react internally, but I don't want to give anyone spoilers. All right. Mir F, based on your super chat, this sounds terrifying. Thank you so much for uh, for the super chat. Uh, yeah. David Kaplan says, you wonder why the women aren't pushed and AEW has a way of being inconsistent because Tony has zero booking experience. They need a real booker. Dude, That's Tony's done a great it. job. Yeah, exactly. Because on the men's side, he's done a lot of really dope stuff. It's not what it is. Like, definitely the women's stuff needs to be reworked, but to completely invalidate all of the other booking stuff that he's done, I probably wouldn't go that far. Right. But thank you so much, David Cablin, for the super chat. Mm -hmm. uh, Micah Newby sends in a super chat saying Mr. Burns is the old guy nuclear power plant boss. And Smithers is his nerdy underlying mm -hmm. someone asked her about Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Bro, po Pokemon's Pikachu, right? Pokemon's Pikachu. Bro, Pikachu a pervert in freaking London. <laughs> he was in Piccadilly Square and I was passing by and freaking Pikachu inside his mask was like. <laughs> 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 As I was walking by. That was a lot of Pikachu in London. <laughs> Pervert Pikachu uh, and Piccadilly. Yeah, Piccadilly. <laughs> what? You don't know what was Pikachu performers. doing in London? Is he British? I don't know, man, but I was walking Pikachu, by. Pikachu, bruv. He was there and he was taking pictures with tourists in Piccadilly. And I looked mm -hmm. at him and I was like, I just smiled and I nodded. And then he goes. Wow. Pikachu creeping. Creepachu. 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 That's good. <laughs> uh, 
Riley BWR sends in a super chat saying, Denise, I'm with you. I'm not watching wrestling. I'm watching Investigation Discovery. Wives with Knives is my show. Is that a real show? Ooh. I'm Wives with it Knives? Is. What is that even? Why? See, they, they, they used to be a disclaimer on the beginning of like Jackass and the beginning of uh, wrestling. Don't try this at home. I feel like there needs to be a disclaimer on the front of these investigation discoveries. There definitely needs to be a disclaimer on the front of Bad Girls Club episodes because women watch those shows and they go and do those Bad Girls Club things. They need to put a disclaimer on there. Don't try this at home, baddie. Don't jump on uh, your girlfriend and throw a drink in her face and choke your boyfriend. Don't try this at home, but they don't do it. They think it's just for the little boys. But no, the women are out there, too, being bad influenced by these terrible shows, specifically shows called Knives with Wives or Wives with Knives. What the hell's going on here? Who's booking this shit? <laughs> Wives with Knives is a real show. What? That's the craziest thing. I want to watch it. I'm intrigued. I'm assuming it's about killer wives. Yeah. I mean, yeah and yeah, chances yeah, yeah. are they probably had a reason. You know, these, these guys be out there two timing. I can't say I had this. No, that's not a reason to timing to kill your husband. I mean, I would be really angry, but not Imagine. enough to. Okay, let me ask you something, Reg. You're out there. I don't know. I would just be really angry. I'm not going to go out here and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to murder my husband. But I'm just going to say this. If I'm out here birthing this man's children and he's out there two timing me, I'm going to be pissed. But you're gonna get a knife as a no, wife? No, definitely not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a psycho. Come on, there has well, to like, be a line. But like, if some line. woman went out there and she said, "Oh, this is why I did it," I'd be like, "Oh." I don't want <laughs> now, most of the time, it's like, "Oh, uh, yeah." I mean, he might have deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boy says if y'all were wrestlers, uh, what is your finisher? Canadian Destroyer. Uh, hey, right there. And if you haven't seen my backyard tapes, I have a finisher. Sit out back, body drop. Nobody ever is gonna do my finisher, even though I want them to do it. I made it up in the backyard, and it hasn't been done. Actually, I've seen it done one time in Lucha Libre, but that will be my finish because I'm a, a a fucking backyard wrestling freak, and I would still be doing it thirty years later or something. I don't know how long it's been. Uh, wait, you did backyard wrestling? Yeah, you haven't seen my tapes, Denise. What do you mean? No, I haven't. You haven't seen my I'm backyard wrestling tapes, right Denise. Yes, I was in them trenches beating people up in 1999 and 2000 and 2001 and 2002. A long time ago, I used to be in them streets. When they said this disclaimer, that's funny. Look, we brought it right back around. WWE said, hey, kids, don't try this at home. Mick Foley came off the top of his house onto that mattress. We were like, oh, yeah, not going to try this at home. I'm going right to the backyard to try all this. I'm going to try to pile drive my friend. I'm going to hit him with a chair. I'm going to drop him in barbed wire. Come on, man. Okay, you need to send me the link to this. I, I want to see you. this. Right I want to see this. Right this is this. very exciting. Dream Ninja 77 says, just finished Dynamite. Orange Cassidy is the man. There is only Chicago Phil for me, and it ain't punk. Stat versus Ruby, only women's match at all out, question mark. Shout out to Dream Ninja. And shout out to my friend Chicago Phil. Uh, rough, tough week. I hope that the rest of this week we could uh, kind of celebrate and uh, get his mind off of things. Uh, about to pull up in Chicago tomorrow, so I'm very excited. Yeah, can't wait to see Phil this week. Uh, Delayed Grant says there were 81,035 paying fans at All In. That's the most ever for a single wrestling event, period. It's a huge achievement and a great time for pro wrestling. That's where we need there. to just land with it. That's what it was. Amazing show. There was people that were writing things like, oh, you can count it and there wasn't there. I'm like, who the <laughs> hell is who counting? Can, who can count it? <laughs> from like a picture or a video? 
That's crazy. That's crazy. And when people, you ever go to a show, Denise, and some and someone will be like, "How many people were there?" And I'm like, ah. <laughs> it could be like sixty to five thousand. I don't know. <laughs> That's nuts. It's like trying to count, you count eighty-one thousand people. You're just like, where's Waldo here? Like, what if you, you fuck up and you you're like, right. hey, where was I at? <laughs> and you're already like twenty-five thousand thirty-one twenty-one. Ah, shit! I gotta start Dude. over. One, two, three. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, and I'm curious. I want the chat to answer this. Be honest. Be honest, all right, chat? Please be honest. Up to what number are you willing to count before you get lazy? I'm not. There's. I'm not getting to a thousand. There's no way. Eighty-one thousand, <laughs> Denise. You know how I mean? I'm like not gonna start doing this. But if I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try. By the time I, I wouldn't get to a thousand. I'd be like, this is dumb. Like, what's the point of it? My answer was going to be 13. 13. <laughs> After that, I'm done. I ain't going to count no somebody's more. Somebody's going to pay me to count it. Yeah, all the way. But if I'm just doing it for research to try to burn AEW, zero. God, no. God, no. Dream Ninja 77 says the women's booking isn't exactly doing a great job of selling AEW to Mercedes. She wants to wrestle people like Sheeta, Hater, etc. That's another thing we don't really think about, Denise. Mercedes could also be feeling like how everybody else feels and be like, oh, you're not about to fuck up my reputation over here trying to <laughs> trying to do trying to sign me and make me the face of this bullshit division. But then she also could be thinking the opposite of like, I could save them. Captain That's what Sable. I was gonna say, you know, I can see it more along the lines of her being like, you know what, if if I'm leading this, things would be different, and I would hope right. that they would. I would yeah. really hope because I can't imagine having Mercedes Monet on your roster and then not doing something with that. What do you mean? Right, they did it in the other company she was in. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why she's here. I'm like, what? I think that's why she doesn't work okay. over there anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. Damn. But here's the thing. Here's the, uh, I, there's nothing. There's no defending it. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a way to justify my answer, but then I was like, wait, no, there really is the reason she was in the crowd because they wouldn't do anything with her. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here, you know what? I will defend it just for just for this. This is the only thing I can think of. The only way that I can see it is like, okay, well, at least they had other people that they could focus on, right? There's there was other options. There's Becky Lynch, there's Charlotte. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In AEW, is there Rousey. anybody that's at the same level as Mercedes Monet? No. Exactly. So you lose Mercedes Monet and it's this is, you know. Yeah, it's different. It's different, right? That's the mm -hmm. only way that I can even think about trying to defend that. Right. <laughs> Will Chisholm sends in a very generous super chat. Will, thank you so much. Appreciate Seriously, you, man. man. So um, cool. Will's really been uh, keeping us funded uh, here today yep. for sure. Um, Will says, I think the problem, I think, is AEW don't make their women feel big time. I get on WWE, yep. but they make Bianca, Charlotte, Becky, uh, Rhea, Asuka, Bailey, EO, Sky uh, feel like huge stars. AEW only made Britt Baker and Jade Cargill feel huge. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Thunder Rosa maybe you could put in there, but then they kind of squandered that. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Because just like we were saying, like what you said about Mercedes, like they still had, they could let Mercedes go because they still have Becky. They still have Charlotte. They had Ronda. You know, they still... And when they sometimes WWE is dumb and they don't put their women on, but when they do put them on, it's like, here's Becky Lynch, here's Trish Stratus, here's Bianca Belair, here's Rhea Ripley. They are uh, along the same lines as the men are. They do do that when they do present them. So that is something that Tony, I think, needs to work on, but there's all a whole bunch of things he needs to work on. So 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I do agree with what you said there. And I think a lot of what Will said here is you really do have to make people feel like a big deal. And you're right. There was yep. that moment with Thunder Rosa. We did mm -hmm. see that for a bit. And unfortunately, it did fall through when she became champion. I yeah. wonder what it I wonder what things would have looked like for Thunder had she not gotten injured and how they and, and if they would have kept her going as champion the way that they were keeping her the way that she was when she was challenging for the belt same here i kind of uh, that's that's one of the big what ifs because like she was hot 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 when she had beat brit but then like remember immediately they kind of they kind of made it weird you know like <laughs> immediately at the gate they gave her that promo on the top of the ramp and people were like did not like that the one with vicky guerrero and like people were very upset about that so it's like i don't know was it looking good but i feel like just how Thunder Rosa was uh, the matches uh, really help get over her kind of why everybody loves her. So if she would have continued having matches, I think she probably would have grew to higher heights, honestly. Yeah, I think so, too. And also, I think that had Cheetah won at All In, I think that would have been a massive moment. And I get it. People are going to be like, no, because it was Soraya's moment. But Yeah, how was I? I'm, I'm still like, I don't, you know, it, I get it, but. Did it feel like justified with the reaction that Soraya got? The, I think that in a situation like that, you were expecting the reaction to be like otherworldly. Was it yeah. otherworldly? No, it wasn't otherworldly. It wasn't like when Kofi won the belt. It oh, wasn't no, like, no. wasn't like, whoa, like life had really changed. No, definitely not. Mm, definitely okay. not. It was just like, oh, yeah, nice. Woo, this happened. <laughs> That's what it was like. That's what it felt like. I'm sure there was people. I'm not going to shit on it and say there wasn't people no. that were probably like, fuck, yeah, you know? Right. I'm sure there was, but mm. uh, it didn't feel like that just like overall. Yeah. But it was fun. It was a nice moment. I get why they Good did it. Good moment for her. We all right. understand like what it was. Exactly. Like, we all get what the moment was. But, uh, but yeah, I do think it would have been something really major had they taking the shot to continue building a dominant champion. Amir F says purple. <laughs> Perp. I don't get it. I don't know. I was, maybe. Oh, is it because we were talking about the Piccadilly, Pikachu, purple? Oh, yeah, yeah, All, yeah, all yeah. the peas. Mm -hmm. All the peas. All right, Amir mm -hmm. F, we get you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, we got another one here from Leonard Aaron III, who says, Eddie winning New Japan gold, doing G1 and teaming with Shibata this Sunday. Wow, outstanding stuff for him so far this super year. Dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's having a great year. He's... He's living out his dream. You could you could like tell like he's just having so much fun being able to be kind of like a Japanese pro wrestler at this point. For reals. Will Chisholm says, I hate to say it, uh, NXT even trying to make their women feel big. They've been doing yeah, a good job with that. They do. Yeah. NXT is one place that puts emphasis on their women like Tiffany Stratton's like through the roof. And that's like from them being dedicated and pushing them. So, yeah, I'm not mad at it. What they're yeah. doing over there. Yeah, they're doing a good job with that. Mine T90K says, y'all think Vince would be petty and still try to book at WrestleMania next year at Wembley? I say yes. <laughs> Look, if I was competing, I would. I still, uh, when they did Money in the Bank in the UK, I was, I'm still wondering why they didn't have a bigger place. I'm like, WWE is on fire right now. Why are they in this like regular arena? Like they could have did another 50 and 60, but now seeing that, they're 100% going to try to have that tag as the biggest wrestling show ever. There's no way they're going to let them exist with their little 80,000 over here. 81,000. No way. They're going to come out and they're going to be like 81,036. Yeah, exactly. Like this is the price is right or some shit. Shout out to Bob Barker. 
<laughs> oh man uh there was something that i was gonna say about this yeah because you mentioned the money in the bank uh arena what was that? i forgot the name of the arena oh two oh two yeah oh two oh two arena yeah. and just the difference between that and how clash of the castle looked oh it was a night and day difference right exactly that's what i thought they were gonna do when they were going the whole time they were like money and bank's gonna be in the uk i thought they were gonna be in another huge venue like that and then when they got there i was like they kind of squandered i think because they're super hot right now and if any time to sell out another stadium it's probably right now so i'm thinking right now they are at the research table figuring out how to put together and shut down the aw ever being able to say this again in their face <laughs> look the way that i see it it's one of those things where can you imagine if Bellator competed like that against UFC, right. ain't gonna happen. UFC's no the dominant way. leader. Yeah, they can't. They wouldn't even allow it, even to try it. So exactly. So that's the one thing where it's like, oof, you know. Phil R two ninety nine says Nebraska pooling an attendance of ninety two thousand three for a women's volleyball game is just insane. Insane set the all time record for a women's sporting event. Thoughts? I didn't know about that. I Holy saw shit, um, a couple tweets about that, and my eyes we're like well that is just so many people for a volleyball game that's amazing and that's so many people 92,000 and for the women's volleyball game because I've like, read god I've read so many articles where you know women in sports are talking about like I forgot this was a while back I don't know who um, remembers I'm pretty sure there's people here who remember the story I and mean, you guys can probably fill me in on the details but I remember there was they were making a comparison of the women's locker room and the men's locker room and how different those locker rooms are mm -hmm. and how like the men have like all of these great things and the women got like shit yeah they were yeah, saying that. that about the Olympics, I guess, that like oh, okay. the men's side is like all great and the women's side. Yes, is like, that's what I was reading. Like they yes. couldn't get like uh, feminine products and like it's just like they're just it's nasty over there. And the men are like luxurious and nice lotions and stuff. So, yeah, it's great to see that. And uh, people want to see sports or sports, man. If they're dope, it doesn't matter if it's men, it's women or nothing. People are going to want to get out to sports. Yeah, and John Deller mentions NCAA basketball. Yep, I mm -hmm. remember reading that, yep. reading that. So thank you so much for uh, putting that in there as well. Um, Dream Ninja 77 says NXT books the women very well in pack two. Yep. Um, I love that NXT is getting love, man, because they were getting trashed for so long. So the Bad. fact that they're finally getting some love, good for them, man. Good for mm -hmm. them. Leonard Aarons III says all in back at Wembley next year, possibly getting Osprey in February and maybe feasibly Drew. AEW is looking really appealing moving forward. Next uh, year, they could have Edge, too. I don't know. Keep in mind that there's still a lot of things that we don't know in regards to what the merger is going to look like with, uh, you know, with everything with WWE. True. I keep forgetting about that, Denise, all the time. I'm like, it hasn't officially went through. We haven't got this looming cuts thing that's going to be happening. Like, there's still a lot. Coming. So who knows what the landscape is going to look like the time we're back again uh, discussing Wembley and whatnot. Right. Um, all right, so we got to press on from here. Holy shit, there's still so much we haven't talked about. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to fast forward through a couple of things and yeah. let's get into the Chris Jericho stuff. Uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, there was a little bit of a confrontation and you finally think that Sammy is going to, uh, you know, grow a backbone, stick up for himself, but instead they're going for the aid for the, they're going for the tag team titles. Uh, <laughs> what'd you think of this? Denise, they just, it seems like, this is supposed to end, but they're like, let's stretch it some more. And it's like, 
just execute this damn split like we've been teasing it for weeks and months and years now at this point and then they keep doing this little swerve thing where you're like today we thought it was going to happen nope actually we're going to be in a tag match next week and i feel like it's not going to happen next week in the tag match because they're going to somehow get to the tag title thing so it's like what that's know. how i feel too at this point they gotta they gotta pull the trigger you know pull the trigger mm-hmm. let's say um i did think it was funny the way that don Callis, by the way worded it to sammy backstage because he kind of had this moment where he wanted to get sammy like on board with him and he congratulated sammy and he goes congratulations on being pregnant congratulations on being pregnant i just found out <laughs> like, i'm like that's not the way that you say it like what do you, you definitely do? don't say that <laughs> it was weird i'm like bro <laughs> what are you oh, talking about funny. here mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty funny but uh either way i agree with you i think they need to pull the trigger on this already execute um, yeah, exactly. All right. The other thing that we need to talk about on the show is the acclaimed because they are the new trios champs along with Billy Gunn. This happened at All In. Mm-hmm. And when they, they come out, they're doing their celebration. The big thing to take from this is that we got new trios championship belts. They're pink. They're beautiful. The straps are scissors and you can actually scissor them together, which is <laughs> very unique. Uh, what did you think of all of this? Uh, I love uh, roster or wrestler specific championships. So I'm all in on this. Uh, goes back to the days of shout out Stone Cold in my shirt, the Smoking Skull Championship, uh, Million Dollar Championship, anything that's like specific to the wrestlers, I think it's great. The claim they've always been, AEW as a whole have always been really good with them and merch, and they know that this is gonna people are gonna want to get a scissors belt. So, yeah. pretty strong stuff all around for me. Like I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I hope that AEW, uh, you know, gets some good stuff out there selling for that because that's going to yeah. be some rep. I think that's a very unique belt for people mm-hmm. that are belt collectors or people that want to get like, uh, you know, just a replica, of course, because that's right. a, it's it's very unique and it's very fun to see all of that. Um, all right, the other thing that I want to get into: Eddie Kingston versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, dude, Wheeler Yuta is working his way up to being a star. Uh, any thoughts on this match? Yep, Wheeler Yuta is one of those. You forget how good he is because he's surrounded by greatness. But then every time he has a match like this, where it's just like, ring the bell, get in there and wrestle, you're like, oh, damn, Ruler Yuta is really good. And I thought this was a really strong match. Eddie Kingston is going to have to be AEW world champion one day. Every time that I see him and the way that the crowd and the AEW fan base are connected to him, he's one of those before it's all over he has to be the world champion, the closest to Mick Foley type of run that there is just like a genuine, uh, the fans are behind him. And and this is always, every time he's on camera, I get that feeling. So one day he has to be a W world champion for us all over. Damn. We'll see if it actually ends up happening, man. But um, that was it. Those were all of the major things that we had to get out of the way for AEW Dynamite today. And uh, we really, this has probably been our longest show that we've ever done, <laughs> but there was just too much to talk about. So um, guys, seriously, we want to thank you so much for coming on here and supporting us. If you did enjoy listening to myself and Reg, we're here every Wednesday to talk about Dynamite. Uh, uh, and it's so much fun. To come out here and talk to you about that we're going into a big week reg please take the floor and let people know what you're going to be doing this week you guys this weekend big deal sunday is grapsity live righteous reg philip Lindsay, will washington 
You guys know Will Washington. You haven't seen him with us, the Grab City Boys, in a long time. But you're going to see him back for our, you guys, 100th episode of Grab City. So fitting. I don't know. We didn't plan for this. It just, like, worked out that, like, a couple weeks ago we were talking about, like, Phil, how many shows have we done? So Phil went through and County's saw, oh, at the live show, it's going to be 100. I'm like, yo, let's go. That's amazing. So the 100th Grab City show, again, you're going to be at StarCast. Catch us there. If you're not going to be at StarCast, catch us on the Premier Streaming Network. Also, other than that, going to be at Collision and All Out and outside of Chicago watching some wrestling, having a good fun, uh, some good time. So, yeah, it's been great. This is a really fun episode. Uh, I thought that Dynamite was promo heavy. So I was like, are people going to care in our post show? But people seem to really care. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way. I'm like, I don't know. I never know what to expect when we come on here. So seriously, guys, thank you so much for all the support, all the love. Thank you so much to Kyler, who was in the chat moderating. I know a lot of people have been asking us to get a moderator. So uh, Kyler was out there uh, hustling and working. So thank you so much Uh, to everybody here. Please, if you haven't already, do not forget to check us out on Apple Pods and Spotify. Leave us a rating if you guys enjoyed the show and we would really appreciate it a whole lot. As for me, just make sure you guys subscribe to this channel. Check me out across all social media platforms. Platforms, but check out some of the videos that I posted from this week. I think you guys will enjoy them. Uh, especially my favorite one was the one interviewing uh, fans outside of Wembley Stadium. It's a four-minute video, very short, very quick. But I think you guys will get a nice idea of what the atmosphere and what the vibe was like at Wembley. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys uh, next time. Bye, everyone. Peace.